Don't touch that mouse. You are listening to Meet the Elite Podcast, where we bring business professionals together to promote their businesses and products to the world. Keep it right here. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Phil, and my next guest here is Cantor Leslie Friedlander, and she's a wedding officiant, and she's from Westchester, New York. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to hear it. All right, so can you tell us uh, a little bit more about yourself and what services you offer? Yeah, so I do officiate weddings, but I'm also, I'm really an ordained cantor. In, in Judaism, a cantor is a clergy, and um, I do have a congregation, but what I really love to do is officiate ceremonies like weddings and funerals and baby namings and carry families through their high points, low points. And um, in addition to doing weddings, I don't just do the ceremony, but I'm a, a trained facilitator in a premarital assessment. So we meet for hours many times, and we take out all those, we look for all those things that people want to sweep under the rug, you know, before they get married, and we flesh them out so that they're life together will be smoother. Well, that sounds great. And how long have you done this for? I've been doing it since about the year 2000. All right. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And it helps to have life experience. Oh, I imagine so. And um, what else do you want to tell us about the specifics of what you do? Okay. Well, even though, though I'm a Jewish clergy, most of my or much of my professional life involves working with interfaith couples and families. So when I really feel, I feel so strongly about this. When a couple falls in love and wants to be a family, I want to provide, provide them a way for them to do that smoothly. We just want people to be happy. When I first started, um, when I first began officiating, it was during a time when interfaith weddings were rare and most clergy associations prohibited their clergy members from performing such unions, including my own. And um, most of us, though, live in diverse communities. We live in an assimilated world. Our children attend schools and summer camps, and we go to um, community events, and we, 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 live, we live in a diverse world. So our choices for a future spouse are, are wide. They're broadened by the fact that we live in such diverse communities, and so it makes sense that more and more people will meet someone and want to marry someone from another faith. Um, I've been officiating interfaith weddings long before it was the accepted thing to do, sometimes under the radar, because I wasn't supposed to do that, but it's so much better to be welcoming, to be inclusive, and not to turn people away, so that's, that's why I do interfaith weddings. I'll agree with you on that. Definitely, we want to be inclusive of everyone. And mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. what inspired you to start this all up and got you going to be a cantor? Well, I didn't set out to be a cantor. I didn't set out to be a clergy. I certainly didn't set out to officiate weddings. That was not on my radar at all. But I was a singer. Um, I my entire life I sang. My parents told me that I sang before I spoke. And I studied to be a professional singer. Um, I have advanced degrees from in music from music conservatories. I'm a pianist. I'm a singer. Um, I played the flute. And in, I, so I came to New York. And in between singing jobs, 
I sang in churches and synagogues because it was a way to sing and um, earn a little money. But it wasn't it wasn't just the singing I loved about the synagogue, and the, it was this this real spiritual pull. And I felt that that's really what I wanted to do. That's where I belonged, and that I wasn't. I'm not an entertainer, which is something that I I fought with when I was, you know, getting my degrees in opera. I'm not an entertainer, but I realized that the music, my music is really only the vehicle for the work that I wanted to do. So I went to a seminary for several years. I became an ordained cantor, and I'm, I feel that I am so privileged to do the work that I do. I feel so honored, so blessed that people welcome me, share their lives with me, welcome me into their families. And I guide them through the highs and lows of life cycles. Um, when someone dies, I usher them through the mourning process. Um, I bury their family members. And all the time, I went weddings, baby namings, anything. All the time, I, I do my best to educate at the same time and use warmth, um, an open ear, an open heart, sometimes a sense of humor when it's appropriate. Um, and always compassion. So I feel I have the best job in the world. Oh, it sure sounds you love doing it, and you're very passionate about this. And yeah. I have to ask, though, do you do you sing at these weddings? Do they want you to sing? Do they request that? Do you still do well, it? Yeah, yeah. You can sing blessings. In a Jewish wedding, there's a section called um, Sheva Brachot, Seven Blessings, which we sing. And... Um, they're usually sung, and yes, a rabbi can sing them, but if you have a cantor sing them, then you have some, it's artistic. I don't sing like an opera singer when I, when I do ceremonies, but music is an integral part of um, Jewish worship, and which is why a singer, a trained singer, is one of the clergy. I mean, it's not, that's just a piece of what a cantor does, is to sing, and the singing is just the vehicle, but there's a lot of singing in um in Jewish services. All right. So I do, I do sing at the wedding. Sometimes, usually, actually almost all the time, the people that I marry have never heard me sing. They know I'm going to sing at the wedding, but they don't really think about it. So they've gotten to know me. We've met, you know, many, many times. We've done premarital counseling together, and then I start singing, and they, you know, I sometimes I see their reaction. They sort of, their eyes open, and they smile, and it's a part of, the, of me that they they had never witnessed before. And I always like that reaction. Well, that sounds wonderful. And um, we are out of time here, unfortunately, today, but what's the best way our listeners could reach out to you and find out more about you and your services? Well, either my, my phone number, they can call me, or my email, or I have a storefront on com. Okay, did you want to share your email address and phone number? Yes. My email address is can can't for you. That's C A N C A N P four, the number four, the letter U at AOL dot com. And my phone number is nine one seven seven one six seven four three zero. All right, perfect. Well thank you once again for joining me on the show today, Cantor Leslie. Thank you for having me. You're welcome and you have a great rest of your day, okay? You too. All right, Bye-bye. Take care. To the rest of our listeners, stay right there. We'll be right back after the short break. 
Don't touch that mouse. You are listening to Meet the Elite Podcast, where we bring business professionals together to promote their businesses and products to the world. Keep it right here.